everyone. I'm Father Alex Andahar. And I'm David Marshall. Welcome and to the casual Thursday version of A Bridge Between. Right. So for those of you who can't see us because you are on Spotify and such, it You're is lucky. casual Thursday. I am not wearing a collar, and I have inspired Dave also not to wear a collar. But I am wearing a shirt. I, you know, I do have that. Yes, going, that I, I do appreciate yeah. that you are uh, wearing a yeah. shirt. And um, we are still clergy. We are still priests. We are. Uh, so I say let's get into it. We are uh, continuing our series about prayer, and we've talked a little bit about what prayer is. We've talked about uh, what it means to pray and to whom we pray. And today, what are we going to talk about, Dave? We're going to talk about the hows. And before we get into that real quick, uh, the last podcast we had, um, I got messed up on some pronouns. And uh, I was talking about my friend, uh, the very Reverend Michelle Robertshaw, and she was one of our presenters. And she was talking about the cleaning and draining of a wound. And um, a woman got up and spoke during Michelle's presentation. And that woman um, had uh, was a widow and had been widowed twice. And I may have messed up, I probably did, uh, messed up my pronouns. And so it, one might be confused about who the widow was. And it was the, the person speaking. So um, just to clarify, we all make mistakes. Me and I, I make plenty of them. So uh, sorry for the confusion. I will work on my pronouns. Uh, I actually pointed out it was more your nouns that had an issue. Uh, just use oh, the, I'm sorry. The, the use of well, proper nouns. Um, right. Names. Oh, proper nouns. Yes. Yeah, proper nouns. Yes. Um, I will work on that. Right. So today, though, what are we talking mm -hmm. about? Uh, we're talking about the how of prayer. And um, we we can talk about the importance of all that. But if you don't have the, the basics of uh, of how, then um, then, yeah. And there were people at the convention that we talked to, fans of the show. It was great. Um, and that they wanted us to keep talking about uh, prayer. But some were wondering, am I doing it right? Um, yeah. So, Alex, is there a right way? Is there a wrong way? What do you think? You know, it, it, it's not so much that there's a right or wrong way. I, I think that there has to be a sense of what is the way that I am using to engage in my relationship and dialogue with God. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's the start. Um, I think there right. are uh, methods that we use, that the church has used for yeah. 2,000 years, yeah. or for hundreds of years, that yeah. have proven to be effective means of engaging that part of you that is seeking God. So that's a roundabout way of saying that. Let me tell you a couple of things that I've noticed. One, when we talk about how to pray, I think we're actually talking about what's my environment of prayer. Oh, um, okay. I, I have found that there are some people who say, how do I get ready to pray? Mm, right. You know, um, I remember in the scriptures when Jesus talks about go into your private room and yeah. find close a the door, place, you know, close your the father door. in secret. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. You know, prayer right. is something that can be very private. Obviously, liturgically, yep. we do it publicly, but prayer is right. something that can be very private. It's getting rid of the distractions, turning off the phones, all those things, setting the, the scene. Um, I call it your spiritual posture, right? Mm, and your physical nice. posture of prayer. Uh, nice. The other thing is, is that there are tools that we can implement um, for prayer. So a good example of that would be the use of scripture. Mm -hmm. We are immersed in a tradition that loves scripture. And so using scripture to help us pray is something that has been done, you know, forever. Um, yes. Jesus prayed with scripture. He taught his disciples to pray <laughs> with scripture. Right. Ergo, we should pray with scripture. But one of the things that we did learn 
during convention, um, and this was brought up during the plenary session by the Reverend Canon Scott Gunn, is that in a recent kind of study, like 12% of Christians actively read the Bible every day. That's not good. Well, um, it came up from zero. So, you know, when, um, if you want to talk about before the Reformation, when nobody had access to the Bible or when the church tradition was you can't read the Bible unless you have a clergy person present, we have come a long ways. I'm, I'm talking more about like the last 20 to 30 years, maybe <laughs> right. not the last 600 years. <laughs> you well, know, you know, that graph maybe might history. be a little skewed. Um, but yeah. what I'm saying is, is that if we want to reclaim prayer, we have to reclaim engaging with, with Scripture. So, you mm -hmm. know, spiritual posture and the use of Scripture are kind of my two starting points. What about you? Yes. Uh, my starting point is conversation, and that most of the prayer that you see is corporate or liturgical, or you, it's in a church. And there's a paid professional who is saying these words. And people think that that's the true how. Uh, and I think the true how is actually a conversation where um, you address who God is, and then you start speaking whatever's on your mind and in any any fashion or language that you want. Um, my uh, Jewish brothers and sisters talk about every breath that we have is a prayer uh, that simply by breathing in and breathing out, just drawing a breath is uh, is prayer into itself. Um, and it's recognizing God and who God is. Uh, but uh, but I'm going to head back to the conversation of um and, and I appreciate your ecology or your environment, uh, the ecology of prayer, uh, of how you set the stage. And yes, I'm generally playing music in the car, and I generally uh, mute it before I talk to God. And um, But sometimes I don't, because if you imagine Jesus as a passenger in your car, do you play music when you have other passengers and you talk, or do you mute it, you know, so you can talk to Jesus directly, you know, uh, however that works for you. Um, the, the prayers that the, the, another how is I know people who um, listen to various things that you and I do uh, while they're walking on the beach and that uh, at the end, there's a little bit of silence and then they, they offer up, they just say to God, whatever is on their heart. And so the how is that. So imagine um, if somebody said, I don't know how to talk to my parents. Imagine the person is eight years old, right? How do I talk to my parents? Well, you sit down, you get their attention, and then you tell them what it is that you want to tell them. And you're not going to try to use flowery or really big language or anything like that. You're just going to tell them in your own eight-year-old way what's on your heart. Um, and uh, so that's that's part of the how. Well, I think you've, you've hit on something, which is when we first start out in prayer, and nobody starts out as a, quote, expert in prayer. Yeah. That's not what this is about. But we start out and we feel like we're fumbling. We feel like we're trying to talk to someone who, who isn't there when we later on begin to realize that God is present, but God is present in a different way than he is the way you and I are speaking right now. Um, so we can start out like an eight-year-old and kind of have this sense of a dialogue with God. The beautiful part of it is, is that you only get more comfortable with prayer the more you practice. The you get to know someone, you begin to get to know them and know them and know them until mm -hmm. you can finish each other's sentences, right? Or sandwiches. Or sandwich. I, I was almost going to say sandwiches, and I'm like, oh, has he seen Frozen? I, he doesn't. I was about to say sentences. So yeah, yeah. 
Um, so, so the the idea of of just continually practicing, and you know, Saint Paul says, "Pray without ceasing." That's a constant yes. dialogue. I, I think that today, what many Christians who are being formed need is a mix of the you can dialogue, you can be in conversation, but there also has to be a knowledge of who God is. Who are who am I talking to? Who am I addressing? And that comes mm-hmm. from a relationship with Scripture, that comes from a relationship with the sacraments, that mm-hmm. comes from getting to know. I mean, for example, if somebody did not know me and they wanted to reach out to me, they might mm-hmm. go to my social media page and they might say, okay, these are the things that appear to be important to Alex. Well, okay, you got a picture of his family, picture of the dog, picture of the church, you know, him and Dave, you know, these are things that are important. So that would kind of be the basis for starting. And then maybe they might listen to one of my sermons or one of our podcasts and begin to kind of start to get a little bit more in depth. Mm -hmm. You get to know someone when we begin to read scripture and the story that of salvation that God, you know, lays out for us, we begin to know God intimately. We do. We know what God loves and who God loves, which is us. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other how to prayer, um, mm-hmm. that there are people who like structure. And so when, when Alex and I talk about, um, conversation, that type of stuff, someone might say, but I want some sort of, uh, clear cut structure. So, um, book of common prayer, there is a particular structure in here. <clears throat> I don't have any prayer in mind. Um, do you have one that you want to want to jump into? Well, I think that, um, you know, we can do another lesson perhaps about the Book of Common Prayer, but I think a good example right. of that is the the prayer that started out, you know, as um, a continuation of the Jewish prayer of different times of the day mm-hmm. became the daily office. Um, right. And, and right. it's marking the times of the day with prayer. So when we have structured prayer, we can think of collects or kind of written out prayers right. that have a structure. We have the daily office, we have the Eucharist. Um, what I like to tell people is that structured prayer is a good way to get your mind relaxed so that you can be thinking about other things while you pray. Exactly. Well, let me jump into the structure real quick. And I realized I landed into the traditional, and I should, <laughs> I should be uh, with the, the not as traditional. Okay, so um, we'll just do the one that's for the nation. It's number 17. Um mm-hmm. So let me tell you the structure. So first it begins, Lord God Almighty, you have made all the peoples of the earth for your glory to serve you in freedom and peace. Give to the people of our country a zeal for justice and our strength and our forbearance that we may use our liberty in accordance with your gracious will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Okay, now there's a structure here. The first part is you're naming who God is and what God does. Right. Uh, So the first says, Lord God Almighty, you have made all the peoples of the earth for your glory, to serve you in freedom and peace. And so the structure is first, we're naming God and what God has done. And you can get that from scripture um, of what, and then the the ask, which is give to the people of our country a zeal for justice and strength of forbearance. And so you name who God is, you say what Mm -hmm. God has done, you then the ask, give us, do this, whatever it is that we need. And then you end with, uh, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And that's, uh, and that's our structure. And so any prayer that you will hear Alex and I, any minister, anybody at church, we follow that pattern of first you name who God is, what God has done, then what we're asking God to do, and then you end it um, with the name of Jesus. Now, in your normal daily conversational prayers, you don't have to do it that way. But if you want a structure, uh, there it is. 
And that, when Alex, you said we have an effective uh, way of prayer, effective is a, that's a whole separate conversation, I think. But but that's our system, right? That that's what we have honed over a long period of time. I think one of the best ways uh, that it was put to me by um, a fellow student in, in seminary, and I, I, I forget her name at this moment, was that when we use these methods and these tools and these structures, it's kind of like providing a scaffolding. It yeah. provides a frame for mm-hmm. us to build upon. Um, and that's, you know, that can be very helpful because we're going to talk about different methods of prayer. We're going to use fancy words like Lectio Divina and daily office and, and things of that nature. But right. the fundamental nature of prayer is that we're communicating with God. One of the yeah. things that I like to do, which I know a lot of people do, is they use devotionals or they use devotions. And these are books or websites or online resources or even apps like a three-minute retreat, which is a good one from the Jesuits, um, that it starts off with a scripture passage or it starts off with just a reflection. It includes an element of scripture. It asks you to pray for something. It gets you thinking. To me, it's like spiritual coffee, if I drank coffee. Um, it, It gets that part of your brain and your soul waking up. And... You can do it in the morning. You can do it in the evening. Um, mm-hmm. That's when we talk about that there's no wrong way to do this. To me, the only wrong way to pray is not to pray at all. Exactly. Um, I had somebody who was very angry at God, uh, a parishioner. Mm-hmm. And this person would write out the prayer, What? well, this person would write out what they wanted uh, God to know, and then would give it to me. And I didn't know what to do with it, so I went to... Uh, behind the altar, we have a place where we keep uh, the reserve sacraments. So when we bless uh, the the bread and the wine, mm-hmm. uh, we and we don't and if we don't eat all of it, we put it in a particular place, and it's generally regarded as the holiest place of the church, and it's where we believe the real presence of Christ, uh, besides in our hearts and around us, is mm-hmm. also there. So I opened up the um, there's a little door. I opened it up so I could see it, and then I read the letter <laughs> directly to, and um, and. This is the interesting thing. Uh, it worked. Um, if you want to talk about effectiveness, that what this person was asking, it happened. And it happened instantaneously. As I was saying the words, Wonderful. that person was feeling it and things started to happen in their family. And um, and then that person said, I need to write you another letter. And I said, no, no, he's listening. Just, Just you know, as you it. were writing it, Jesus was already writing, uh, watching what you were writing. The, the prayer began when you got the piece of paper and you sat down to write. That 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 was the beginning of the prayer. Um, and so now this person writes their prayers out, uh, and then um, and seals them. I don't know what they do with it, but uh, but it's but that's their how. That's how they want to do it. Um, the other book, and I don't have it close on my shelf, and I should have grabbed it before we began. It's a book called Praying in Color. Are you familiar mm. with this book, Praying in Color? No, no, I'm not familiar it's with that awesome. book. It's um, awesome. So it is a book that has um, stained glass windows. It has these really interesting um, black and white images that you then have uh, colored pencils that come with the book. Oh, I have seen and that. Then you I have start a friend to, who does that, yeah. Yes, and you start to color in. Um, and then as you're following, it says, in this little stained glass window write what's on your heart to God. And then uh, the person that was leading the class would simply write love. And who do you want helped in your life? And then they would write names of people who need help. And they 
they created this beautiful stained glass window um, and it was all prayer and it gave them this quiet time to focus on something and, and they did it. And so that's their how. That's how they uh, approach prayer. So an element here that you've brought up, which I think is very important to talk about when we talk about the how, is there's some things I would say not to do. And hmm. I don't want to go too far down this road, but one okay. of the things is assuming that God doesn't know already. Okay. God already knows. So if okay. we're angry, God knows we're angry. If we're joyful, God knows we're joyful. And that leads into the other part, which is assuming that there is something that we can bring to God that God doesn't want to hear. You know, um, one of my kind of catchphrases that I like to use in Scripture, and if somebody wants to prove me wrong, they are more than happy, more than welcome to, to do it. But in all of Scripture, I have yet to hear God say, shut up. Mm -hmm. Stop talking. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear you. It's usually God saying, okay, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. And so even if we're angry, even if mm -hmm. we're sad, even if we're bitter or resentful towards mm -hmm. something we feel God has done, Mm -hmm. God doesn't tell us to stop. We right. need to get that out. We need to have that type of conversation. And so, you know, in many of our relationships, maybe with our parents or other loved ones or friends, we try to keep things polite, <laughs> you know, and say, well, I can't talk to this person about this thing, or it's not nice to talk about. We just kind of leave it alone. Mm -hmm. You can't do that with God. We have to confront what we're feeling, because if not, we end up with years of resentment and anger and bitterness, and we end up for a long time not having a full relationship with God. Right, right. Uh, at the convention workshop, um, I had mentioned that when my dad was dying uh, of cancer and was in hospice, and this clearly we were at the end, we'd already done the uh, healing prayers. And so, you know, we knew that this was God's will and uh, that I shared with the group, uh, I prayed this prayer. How dare you take my dad while Putin is still alive? How dare you? Um, and people are like, like, no, God can handle it. And Jesus never said, you need to stop or be, no, uh, it, God is always telling me more about what I'm daring to do, you know, <laughs> that keep. Right. And yeah, and so, um, so we can do that. I had a, um, a veteran, uh, Korean War, who hadn't prayed in 20 or 30 years. And because every time he started to, he used really bad, he was a Navy guy, uh, really salty language, um, oh, referring to God and basically saying, how dare you did the things that he saw, uh, the 30th parallel, um, and 30th, 58th, third, 30th uh, parallel. Thank you. Right. Um, and so I said, well, let's pray together and I'm going to have you pray out loud. And he said, you know, chaplain, I don't want to say these words in front of you. And I said, you said them in front of God, I can handle them. It's and okay. he got it out. He got that out and he just started to cry. It's the first time I cried in 20 some years. And, uh, and then he said, I feel it. I can feel the love. I can feel God. Every time I said these bad words against him, I can feel him. I'm like, just keep going. Just keep praying. Um, and but there's another you know, aspect it, to that. What's that? The, the other aspect to that is we can say all these things to God, but right. it's a conversation. It, <laughs> God, it may is. Say some, God may say some things to us, mm -hmm. and we need to be ready for the honesty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, God you answered know. my how dare you. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure uh -huh. he did, but, but that's what mm -hmm. I'm saying is that God, God is not 
a, a telephone operator that we're just leaving a voicemail for. Right. Um, we we are right. talking with somebody who will then transform our hearts or speak to something in our minds and our hearts that um, we may not be expecting. Yes. And so our anger may be expressed. But right. then God may say, you know, there's some anger as well that you need to think about. You know, how dare you do X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. And that may be incredibly uncomfortable because we don't want to think about God being angry at us. Um, mm -hmm. And we don't want to think about if there's punishment for us. I mean, you know, we don't want to think about necessarily those things. And God's anger and punishment are, are not human anger and punishment. So let's kind of They're really not. keep a, a separation between those two things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. as we kind of come back to the, the how of prayer, I think what we should encourage people to do is to just start. Yes. Even if you have been praying all of your life, see today as an opportunity to start. Mm -hmm. And if yep. you have never prayed, or if you have never really decided to have a, a, a truly intense relationship of prayer with God, why not today? Mm -hmm. Why not today? Why not today? Yeah. Yes. Um, my prayer that my brother would say, when dad would tell him, you need to open our meal today with prayer, he would say, God's neat, let's eat. <laughs> right. That's, uh, that's pretty effective. That's, that's neat. And it rhymes. My, uh, uh, did you my... ever go to high school camps and that type of stuff growing up, Roman Catholic camps? I, there weren't too many camps, but I do remember okay. distinctly my dad's prayer, which he still says to this day is, um, uh, God is good, God is meat, let us, it's, I'm hungry, let's eat. And I went, God is meat? Yeah. And I'm like, there's got to be a translation issue there. Well, <laughs> no, it, was, it, was, it would say, God bless you, God bless me, it's getting late, let's eat. Hey, there you go. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, camp prayers... Uh, there was the, uh, uh, the jaws one where you, you know, you, you act like your jaws and, you know, do, 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 you know, that, uh, that it camp helps kids to understand there are a whole variety of prayers. I did one once where we did uh morning prayer, but we pretended we did it outside and we pretended as if, uh, God was hard of hearing. And so we decided to yell, uh, the entire very short morning prayer, uh, Oh, God makes me to save us. And then everybody yells, Oh, Lord, make haste to help us. And to hear, uh, you know, 50 kids at the top of their lungs yell, Oh, God, make haste to help us. Uh, when we're done, because you hear it echoing off the trees, we're like, God heard that, right? We just suddenly knew it was, it was cool. Well, it, 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 it kind of confirms for people that not everybody in scripture who prayed to God prayed at a whisper. <laughs> no, no. There, there were whispers, but then talk there to, were some very loud ones. Talk to so, Joe. Talk to Hager. Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah, there are, there are a lot. By the way, um, a different how dare you prayer I sent once to God. Uh, I was directed back to Job. And the, were you there when I put the, uh, the foundations of the earth together? Like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> um, no, but I enjoy them. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yep. so yeah, so as we kind of uh, have our time come to a close, um, I think having people see um, that God is available to them in prayer, I think it's just the mm -hmm. most important thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, God, who is always more willing to listen than we are to speak. Right. So no matter how you pray today, yep. the most important thing is that you pray. 
Yes. Today. Good. Um, now, if you have any questions, comments, any thoughts, uh, any other parts about prayer that you wanted to let us know, uh, Reverend David Marshall at gmail.com is my email address. Um, you can just Google Reverend David Marshall. You'll find me. Same thing with Alex. Uh, and uh, send us a question. Um, if there's a prayer you want us to pray, like if there's something that you want to pray, but you just feel as if you can't get to it um, for whatever reason, and you want to send it to us, we can do that too. Yeah, and um, leave it as a comment and uh, on, the, on the YouTube page. That's right. That's right. So um, if we can end with uh, prayers for peace, uh, it mm -hmm. feels as if what's happening now, this is uh, Thursday the 12th, and so you won't be getting this for another uh, six days. Mm -hmm. um, we've already been through six days of hell uh, in the Middle East, and uh, we have no idea what the next six days hold. Um, but our responsibility, what we can do is we can pray for prayer. Prayer does does change things. And so praying for restraint, praying, praying for children, praying, praying for all those who are in uh, in the way of of war and strife, uh, praying for those in Kosovo, praying for those in North Sudan, praying for those that are in North Korea, um, all of those places that pray for peace and pray for strength and pray for restraint. Right. And especially, you know, now with uh, just kind of the unadulterated war that we're seeing continuing to develop in, in Israel. So yeah. keeping all that in prayer. Exactly. Well, Alex, I'm glad that I have a friend in Jesus, and I'm glad I have you as a friend, too. Amen. I echo that as well, and uh, we're looking forward to catching everybody in the next one. All right. God bless. Thanks.